Whether you're an independent artist looking to take their career to the next level, or you're a fan that just loves to discover new artists and new original music, making a scene has exactly what you're looking for. For the indie artist, we have articles on music business, gear reviews, recording techniques, and interviews with industry professionals. For the fan, we introduce you to new artists every day with our in-depth artist interviews and insightful CD reviews. Nobody gives you more. Making a Scene truly is the number one resource for the indie artists and the fans that love them. Go to makingascene.org and become part of the indie revolution. And now, here's an indie blues double shot from our featured artist today, Luca Kilia. And stay tuned for that interview. It comes up right after these songs.
brought me nothing good Trying to be on time, running like a fool Working two jobs, my bills are overdue I really can't let go, I lose my self-control My friends always tell me I can't go on this way Shakes his head Stress is my nickname I'm living on the edge My liver hurts so much I'm losing all my hair Wrinkles on my face Blood boiling in my veins My wife always tells me I'll end up there real soon I know I crossed the line This is the last time And I think I'm gonna wait till tomorrow Take a breath Put my feet up Grab myself a drink Take it easy Until tomorrow Until tomorrow from his brand new release and we've got Luca on the line right now. Hey Luca, how you been? Great Richard. How's everybody doing? Yeah? Uh, doing, good. doing good. Now, um, you've been on the show before but you know we always like to give our fans this opportunity to kind of get to know who you are by the journey that you've taken the, your story up to this point. So give us the story of Luca Chiella. Yeah, I am actually I was actually born in Italy, and I grew up in the countryside of Tuscany, and you know, it's, uh, not too much music going on there. But I found a way to get uh, really, you know, passionate about you know 
the blues and then you know, the funky music and I yeah, moved to Chicago in 2013 and yeah, I was touring there you know with different bands but then I really made the move to to Chicago and then since I moved there you know I was touring I've been touring with Toronto Cannon I won a blues music awards with the Welsh Battle Connection in uh, 2019 and then you know I just started really doing my you know my own band in uh, 2019 it's been, uh, been doing great you know I you know, released my first album then and now you know the second baby's coming Oh, okay. Um, now, you know, every every artist has that crossroad moment where th- their career could have taken several paths. You, you could have been a, a musician or you could have been an accountant. What was that moment for you where music was the clear path for you? Well, music has been something that, for me, it never felt a burden to spend, you know, 24 hours making music. And once I realized that, you know, in my, you know, end of high school, I was like, you know, that's, that's really the path, you know, to follow. So when, you know, the countless hours, you know, perfecting the art, you know, and really taking the time into that and then really feeling the love of the audience on stage, that's what really turned me into being like, okay, this is, has to be the, the path for me. Okay. Now, let's talk a little bit about the release you have out now. Um, when you were putting this together, uh, what was your goal for this? What were you looking to achieve with this release? Well, with this release, I was, uh, you know, the first uh, album had some original music and some cover music of some artists that I, you know, that really dear to me. But with this one, I really wanted to take a deep dive in my, you know, in myself and really, really write music and uh, have a product that really represented me. So having something that is really me. So that's what is uh, this album is, 12 original songs that really represent who I am musically and stories that are really part of, uh, you know, my journey or, you know, people really close to me. So, you know, stories that are really real and mine. Okay. Well, let's talk about that process. Um, You know, every songwriter has their process that allows them to tap into the muse, to, you know, to get things rolling. What is your process when you sit down to start to write songs for a new release? It really depends. You know, sometimes the music comes first and sometimes the the words come first. You know, if it's, uh, you know, I just like sit at the piano, sit at the Hammond organ and really, you know, have some ideas down, put some melodies down and, you know, some chord progressions that, you know, I have, you know, been rolling in my head. You know, maybe I hear a song and then, you know, when you're not really paying attention and you have this different, you know, chord progression coming in and then you just want to record it, you know. So I captured that in my studio or sometimes just, you know, a concept that I like to develop and then I really write keywords and then I like to play with the words around and you know it's a lengthy process but it's like you know it's really giving birth to something that you know you never know what it's gonna you know take you you know sometimes and then you just you, you know the next thing you know you have a you know finished product that you know just you know the best products I, I found out you know that are really there's nothing in between or very you know long song that takes like years to develop or in you know, in 30 minutes, you have a complete song that you, you know, you're probably surprised, you know, from that. Okay. Now, you had mentioned about working with chord progressions and sitting at the organ or the piano. Uh, and, you know, lyrics is one thing, but melody is a different process of the brain. Um, tell me a little bit how you find your melodies. Because, you know, some songwriters like to work off that groove. Some like the chord progression. What is your process that, that you use to find melodies? 
Well, the melodies, I really, usually the chord progression, I would say 80% of the time the chord progression comes first and I like to, to play around with that. So sometimes, you know, this chord progression calls in my mind for this kind of, uh, you know, melody. And then I, I like to try, you know, common notes and then, you know, uh, notes that really have nothing to do with the chords and then really play around with that, you know, try to have fun with that, not really have you know, I need a finished product by 8 p.m. tonight. You know, really, whatever comes in, the least pressure I feel, you know, usually is the better, you know, the outcome, you know. Or for melodies, just, just you know, just my brain, and then I just put it down, and then the, the chords are, you know, right there around it. You know, they just come around it, you know. Okay. Now, um... You know, a, a lot of songwriters have embraced technology as, as tools in their writing, uh, whether it's their cell phone to capture those ideas, or they have a home recording studio where they lay out a structure and then they write to that structure. Um, what, are you, what are some of the tools that you use when you sit down to write? Yeah, I have a, a, a recording studio. You know, I'm it's good, you know, uh, amount of uh, gear here at, the, at my, my house, I have a home recording studio, so, uh, you know, piano, like the recording, Logic, you know, record, you know, vocals, you know, I've been playing left hand bass forever, so I play usually bass lines on my own, I like to track, you know, some, uh, you know, drum fields, I have a, you know, good friend of mine overseas that we like to exchange, so I always have a drummer available with, you know, I can send some basic ideas, I mean, it bounces back some, uh, you know, some tracks. So I like to, I was able for this record to really before going to the studio, doing 90% the work on my own and have something that really sounded very close to what the, you know, final result was. Of course, it was all, you know, me playing. So I got, you know, the, the, the A-class positions that made it sound really good. But I like to have, you know, a good idea of what the product is going to sound. So this technology gives me the, the chance to do it. Okay. Now, you know, every songwriter comes to that moment that they dread the most, is that moment where you have to put the pen down and and stop the writing process and allow it to go in to the production process, that next phase of its life. What do you do to determine that moment in a song's life? Well, uh, if you don't really put an end into that process, it's going to last forever. <laughs> so it takes a lot of discipline to be like, okay, I feel like I got my message through. I think that the words are fine. Mostly, I find that I like to work a lot on it and talk to it. It's like, you know, like writing, especially coming from different countries. You know, I've been in the U.S. for a very long time, but it's always interesting to know, you know, even to discover different, you know, different slangs, different words, different ways of, of saying the same concept. So that's really a process that at a certain point is like, okay, this is the message and this is the final product. So you got to really have to have a really strong discipline to, to call it good. You know what I mean? Okay. Now, having a good song uh, gives you something to say. But then you have to create the voice, create the identity of the song. Uh, and that's done in the studio. You know, whether it's through instrumentation, through how it was recorded, you know, just that vibe, how it's identity. Uh, and every artist has their way of creating their sound. When you go into the studio, what do you do that allows you to capture your sound? Well, I like, you know, to track usually the drums and bass 
you know, uh, with me together with them in the room and then stuck up on top of that. So that's how basically the record, you know, when this one and even the previous one, having bass and drums solid, you know, with them, would be played with them and then I retract, you know, guitars on top of that and then piano. I need, I really need my time on my own to do keys. So I don't really, I like really to, I have all the instrumentation, you know, that I can record on my own, piano, organ, you know, and then clavinet, you know, Fender Rhodes. So I really like to take the time. That's a, you know, that's a really deep process for me, you know. So I really like to dig into that and then go back in the studio and then, you know, track the vocals you know, and then, you know, horns and then I have strings in the in this project. So it's a lot of stacking up, you know, by having a strong foundation and then building from there. For me, it's really, it's really important. Okay. Now, um, once you get it recorded, of course, you got to get it out and, and create the buzz. You have to get it to radio, uh, and you have to create a team that really, you know, helps you get that done. Uh, and you're working with Frank Rozak from Frank Rozak Promotions. Tell me a little bit about that relationship. Yeah, I mean, actually, Frank was recommended to me by, you know, by many different people, you know, so like uh, Papa Chubby, who I've, I've been touring with, you know, and then played, and, you know, a bunch of different people. And then, you know, I was able to get in touch with him and really get him, you know, he really wanted to know who I was, what was, you know, my intention behind the, the record. It's important, you know, to be on board, you know, to really be pushing in the same direction, you know. So, you know, it's, it's all the relationships, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, you need to understand each other, you need to have a, you know, mutual respect and understanding, but, you know, the goal is to make the most out of the record. So, you know, it's been, it did great with my, you know, my first release in 2019, and then, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be working with him again, you know, I have no doubts on who I'm going to be working with. Okay. Now, let's talk about the business. Um, you know, releasing recorded music today is a much different exercise than it was 20 years ago. Um, the consumer no longer looks at it, at recorded music, as a product. You know, there's no tangible um, experience anymore. There's no tactile experience that the consumer has, you know, connected to the music that they listen to. Um, how has this new perception affected you as an artist? Well, of course, you know, the, you know, the whole idea of the, you know, investing X amount of money in music and then you're going to be selling the music, you know, and then you're making the CDs, making the, you know, the vinyls and then having these revenues. As I said, you know, the music now is, the recorded music is a tool to have people come to your shows. So really, it's hard for musicians to really make, make a living. You know, the, the pandemic showed us that, you know, people got on Patreon, we're doing like live streaming, all kinds of stuff. But, you know, it's a limit, it's a limitation, you know, and when you create, you know, the music, most people consume music through, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever streaming service they use. But, you know, you, you know, top-notch musicians, they make, you know, the, the numbers of the revenues, you know, for those top-notch musicians is like, you know, ridiculously low. So for all of us, they, uh, we are, you know, lower in the food chain, you know, it's, it's even lower. So it's really, it's hard because you want to make a great product, you know, invest, you know, time and, you know, and uh, resources and money in, uh, you know, to have a product that really sounds great. But, you know, it's always a job, you know, you need, you really need to invest in the music in order to tour. And that's really the thing it is. And, and sing licenses too, you know, so I try to place the music in that. Uh, you know, different uh, different contexts that is like you know video for video purposes. 
Right. Now, you know, um, it's interesting because one of the things I noticed um, with the onset of COVID is that a lot of artists went on to uh, social media, onto the Internet. They started to uh, delve into this world of content creation. And it wasn't necessarily just about the music. They started to give their fan base a personal experience and a personal connection almost that they never really had before. Um, You know, to give you an example, like, um, you know, Dave Grohl um, did this thing where he would do a drum off with this 11-year-old girl drummer, and he would put up a, a, you know, a, a beat that, you know, that thought was complicated and then this girl would you know duet with him and 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 match his his rhythm and that and eventually they they created a relationship and he had her on stage that performed with him uh and a lot of artists are doing that you know um you know they're they're listening to uh independent artists that are doing covers of their songs and commenting on them and how well they're doing you know, on, you know, apps like TikTok and, and you know, Instagram and so on. Um, and it seems to be that's the direction that we're going now. That, you know, the fans want this personal connection through social media to their artists. Almost like a um, their own reality show. They, they feel almost invested in the artist. Uh, it's a new way of branding. What do you think of this this trend? Yeah, you know, you're 100% right. That's exactly the direction where this is going. You know, people turn to, you know, to Instagram and then they have the favorite artists that is putting stories, you know, four to five stories a day, you know, either musicians, either comedians, you know, it's another field that is really dear to me. So, you know, I follow people. I find it, uh, you know, the way that you you, you have to go to it, it's, it's a lot of work. Because, you know, you have to, you know, put in this virtual world your, you know, your constantly material. Cause, and it has to be high quality. Because, you know, there is always somebody that is doing it better than what you're doing, you know. So you really need to follow the trend. You cannot hide yourself under a rock and say, like, no, I'm not going to listen to this, you know, technology that is really enabling me to connect to the fans every day. So, you know, you need a high quality, you know, picture, high quality videos, and then just put out content all the time. So that's definitely the direction where it's going. Do I like it? Uh, I don't know. I can, I, I don't, you know, there's not really a matter if I like it or not. That's the way that it's going. So we need, yeah. really need to embrace it. You know, I, I could do better. You know, we could all do better and do more, you know. But I'm, I'm, I'm putting, you know, putting a lot of effort into that. So I was doing like streaming concerts at the beginning of the pandemic, which was, it was great. I was doing like mostly solo, of course, but, you know, it, was, it got me the chance to people were requesting songs, you know, doing the, either YouTube on, uh, on Facebook, I did some Instagram live. So it was really connected to the people, people requesting the songs. It gave me like interesting ideas or even songs to, that became something for the record too. So it's, it's really interesting. It's really, we got to pay attention to that. So we cannot hide from that. Well, I agree. I mean, you know, the technology is is marching ahead in spite of us. You know, just like a lot of musicians complained about streaming, well, you can complain, but it's not going to go away. It's 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 a reality we now have to face. You know, and I think what's going to happen in the future is that 
the new platform or the next platform that comes up, whether it's a adaptation of one of the ones that are out there or a brand new one, is that they're going to supply the fan with a digital bubble for each artist that they're interested in and allow them the ability to connect with that artist and allow that artist to connect with the fan and also connect that fan to their their monetization funnel. You know, all of their content, all of their 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 monetization, their merch table, all of that is going to be encompassed in that digital bubble. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, I agree. I agree with that. You know, there must be a way, you know, for the artist, you know, you see that, you know, this more independent artist, especially, you know, in those, what, you know, constitute the 80% of artists, even more out there, you know, is that, you know, middle range, middle low range of artists that are still making a little bit of music, but they if they lose that, you know, that grip to that, you know, the audience, you know, it, you know it's impossible to sell merch. Uh, so there is has to be a better monetization, of course, for the streaming services and a better way to connect with people. That, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and and it, I think that's that's where we're headed. I think that's that's definitely going to be the next step. Now, um, during the pandemic, uh, what were some of the things that you were doing that allowed you to stay connected to your fans? Yeah, I was doing. You know, I started. You know, right away because I, I I was interested in the you know in the streaming before, so I kind of I was able to connect everything to my studio to you know and do some uh, facebook lives right away you know in the matter of like five to ten days you know everything shut down i was able to do it and i did it for you know a good two three months of it honestly it kind of grew a little old because people they wanted to get out there so for as much as you want you know the, the streaming is great but there's nothing like the real deal so when the summer hit people really want to see you know, uh, <laughs> real, real music. So, you know, things opened up, so I was able to do some, you know, gigs out. But definitely the time in pandemic, I, you know, the beginning was really connecting to the people, you know, with the streaming. And then I really did take a deep dive into the songwriting. That's where my record really got 95% of its shape was during, you know, the winter of the pandemic. Right. Now, you know, it, it's interesting because... Um, Prior to the pandemic, and and you know, I, I know you're in a uh, in a tourist town for music. I mean, people go to Chicago specifically for the music, for the blues, because that's kind of the the world there. You know, just like Nashville and and Memphis and so on. But I mean, you know, as a touring artist, you get those gigs where you know it is just like you know crickets. You know. In, in the background um, live music was having its challenges um, with the onset of this world of content creation what it has done it has allowed independent artists this ability to create almost a reality show uh, celebrity mentality around their brand that you know when the person rides past that marquee now and they see that name, they can recognize it as someone they've seen on TikTok or they've seen them on YouTube. And that may drive a new resurgence and even drive new fans uh, to possibly go in the front door and pay to cover and, and, and see the show. Do you think that's a possibility? 
I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's definitely a reality. You know, you see even in, you know, high level, you know, at that Met Gala, you got TikToker there and you have Instagram celebrities. So, you know, really the, the you know, the whole social media connect, connecting to the, to the people, you know, either it's music or whatever, content really is the, the way to go, is the reality. Of course, you know, it's hard to stand out in this world. So, you know, it's, it, it's, 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 you can reach everybody, but everybody's doing the same thing that you're doing. So it's really hard to, you know, to, you know, to make my content be more visible than another, you know, 10,000 people that are trying to do the same thing. So, you know, it, it, it's a challenge, honestly. It's really a big challenge and it's a, you know, it, it, you, know you have to create great content and you need really to be connected to the people and you, you need to be persistent, you know. Even if sometimes, even in social media, sometimes it's like cricket, but, you know, you got to, Keep pushing it, and then you know. Next thing you know, you have you know a, a live show that you have you know two hundred people you know tuning in. So you, you never know. Yep. Uh, now, you know, as we get back to going to you know performing live again, uh, a lot of artists are having their reservations or even you know their hesitations as as they move back into live performance. What are some of the challenges that you're looking at as you start going back out and performing live? Well, from what I've seen, you know, I've done some uh, gigs on the road, you know, in California and then, you know, in the, some in the South and then mostly in, the, you know, in Illinois, Chicago. Uh, here in, in, in Chicago, you know, vaccinations are, you know, obligatory in clubs. So you know that when you're, you know, playing a show, you know, people are, you know, vaccinated or they had a negative test. So, you know, there are, at the beginning, what I've seen, you know, from June until now, there were like a little more, you know, reservations about it, people were a little more concerned, and then, you know, this is going, it, it, it's easing up. You know, it, it takes time, because people, we've been separated, you know, from each other for a very long time, but I see, you know, if people really <laughs> listen to what, you know, has to be done, and then, you know, they get, you know, the vaccine, and then, you know, I... It's going to be, you know, a transition phase. It's going to be a hard winter still. I don't think that everything's going to be, you know, easy, you know. But at least, you know, this winter can be a good, you know, continuing to, you know, growing and growing. And then, you know, from with the new year, be hopefully out of this. Okay. Well, you know, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us. And it's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, and we're going to give everyone out there a Indie Blues double shot from your release. And uh, you guys out there, you may just want to turn it up loud, open the windows, let the neighbors in on this. We're going to have some fun tonight. Thank you, Richard, for having me. The places I used to go No longer call my name Freedom now is just a dream And nothing is the same The world now wears a mask doesn't show its face I can see if it's smiling Or looking down on me 
wonder, yes I wonder, lonely sitting in my place. Will I have again the feeling, the love of a warm embrace? I wonder, yes I wonder, if we're too broken now, is it too late for a true connection? True connection. True connection. So much anger for what we think we lost. We just don't realize we were forced into something already in our lives. We fell into this trap. Have been sleeping for a while. Can we listen to this wake-up call and fix what we still can? I wonder, yes, I wonder, lonely sitting in my place. Or will I have again that feeling, the love of a woman brings? If we're too broken now, is it too late for a true connection? A true connection. Is it too late? Is it too late? I wonder, yes, I wonder. Lonely sitting in my place. Or will I have again that feeling? The love of a woman embrace. I wonder, yes, I wonder. If we're too broken.
Whether you're an independent artist looking to take their career to the next level, or you're a fan that just loves to discover new artists and new original music, Making a Scene has exactly what you're looking for. For the indie artist, we have articles on music business, gear reviews, recording techniques, and interviews with industry professionals. For the fan, we introduce you to new artists every day with our in-depth artist interviews and insightful CD reviews. Nobody gives you more. Making a Scene truly is the number one resource for the indie artists and the fans that love them. Go to makingascene.org and become part of the indie revolution. Shout now, honey.